Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food, food, frozen treats edition. Mm. First, people are flocking to Costco to get their hands on the Afters Cookie Monster ice cream bars. They're made with vanilla ice cream that's dyed blue, chocolate chip cookie pieces, Oreo pieces, and fudge syrup, all neatly packed into a chocolate shell. Second, they ranked the best ice cream brands, and the top three were... Bluebell, Talenti, you know, that's the gelato. And coming at number one, Telemuc ice cream. Yeah, they make more than just cheese. I, I, I had some I've the other day. It. Their cream cheese and regular, like shredded cheese, so good. But My husband and I have been to the factory. They make ice cream, and we had some the other day. It was very good. Huh. Yeah. And finally, I'm surprised Ben and Jerry's didn't come in there. Are you? They were fourth. Uh, oh, yeah, so I gave you the top three. Close. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And finally, in the world of food, Frozen Treats Edition, Jiffy Lube has teamed up with ice cream maker Good Humor to offer free vehicle maintenance to ice cream trucks and vans. <laughs> They're trying to keep them running since operational costs have become so expensive and they don't huh. want anything to happen yeah. to that tradition. Wow. That's some good, a good PR move there on their part, yeah, too. I They're going to keep brilliant. the ice cream trucks running. Yeah. I want to talk to some parents today who are in that that phase of life where when you take the kids to the pool, walking is not an option because of all the stuff you got to carry for the kids. You got to go the cooler. You got to take their floaties. You got to take all their, their favorite toys. And in case they get bored with the pool, you got to take other stuff to distract them. I want to talk to those parents. If that's you, let's chat, okay? We'll talk about going to the pool next. Here's what I'm wondering. Moms and dads that have experienced this going to the pool with your kids. It's not an easy task. The kids just, they go along for the ride. They drive around the block or whatever. You're at the pool. Yay, we're here. Meanwhile, usually mom is the one taking the kids to the pool. She's got the cooler. She's got the towels. She's got all the floaties. She's got everything. She is the the pack mule for the family taking everything. Lunch. She's like prepared for the whole day at the pool. You get to the pool. You'll get the sunscreen on the kids. That takes like 20 minutes because they want to wait, wait, wait. Don't jump in yet. Got to get the sunscreen on you. You get their floaties adjusted on their arms perfectly. And they got their little arms out. They waddle over to the side. They jump in. They splash around with their friends for like two minutes. You settle in. You finally start having a chat with one of your friends from the neighborhood. Getting a little of the neighborhood gossip. And your kids walk up. We're bored. Can we go home? Oh, no. (laughs) It's a nightmare. Would love to hear from you, Mom. Or dad, if that's happened to you, has that happened to you? You go through all of that to get your kids to the pool, to have a great day at the pool, swimming around with their friends, and they want to leave after 5, 10, 15 minutes. We'd love to hear from you, Mom, if you've ever been through that, where you go through all that is getting the kids to the pool, everything you got to carry down there, the food, the sunscreen, the floaties, and everything else. And then after 15 minutes, you're like, we want to go home. I got a new insight into what it's like for parents at the pool just recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just say it's not relaxing at all. <laughs> Talk about it next. Talking about dragging the kids to the pool. Yeah, and I got a little insight. Uh, I have a lot of moms in my life that are really good about sharing with me uh, 30 seconds inside their head mm-hmm. and just how much they worry about their kids, including when they go to the pool they do not relax for one second. They don't look at their phone. They don't talk to their friends because they're just like spidey sense is high to make sure their kids are safe. And so the one friend who's really hyper, you know, vigilant at the pool, 
she was going to a medical appointment with her husband. So I had her daughters okay. and I chose to take them to the pool. Yeah. And I'm like, this will be fun, you know? And oh man, I did not like relax for one second. No. And on top of it, the 17 year old got sick of the pool in two seconds. Like you said, she was like, I think it's kind of cold. I don't want, I'm just going to sit out here. Where's my phone. And so then the 10 year old, we had to play all these games, kind of like charades. And I had to keep thinking of categories and she would act something out and then jump in the pool and then act mm-hmm. something out and jump in the pool. And it was just, I was exhausted by the yeah. time we were done. So it sounds like they were, they were older, man. When you're there with little kids, like, oh. like Tracy, then you got to get in with them. Were little, well, it's not getting in with them. It's keeping the eye on them. She was terrified yeah. of our kids near water for some reason. So even at the pool where there were two lifeguards, she was like, on it, vigilant. Oh, the whole it's not relaxing time. for parents at all. But the the worst of of the we want to go home is when we went to the beach, and when they hit mm, tweens, all of a sudden staying at the beach all day was not fun. And after about an hour or two, like, hey, can we go back to the place? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pa- parents go through a lot. Are you or someone you love a crime junkie? Maybe they're constantly listening to an unsolved mystery or crime podcast. My daughter, Amber. Sometimes she'll be like, she'll tell me how anxious she is. And I'll go like, well, what have you been up to? I listen to 17 true crime podcasts. I'm like, do you think there might be a connection? (laughs) My mom loves that. The TV show series CSI. And I'll watch one and I'll be like, I feel like I need a shower after that show. That's just... (laughs) Uh, well, anyway, that you can turn your love for true crimes into making money. Tucson Police Department is launching a new one-of-a-kind role to help solve crimes in Southern Arizona. They're uh, calling it a professional staff investigator. Mm. And they're hiring 20 people who will then go through a seven-week academy and they'll go through 12 weeks of field training. And once they're done, their day is going to look very similar to other detectives. Now, they won't be the first ones on the scene but once the scene is secure, they can start their investigation. They're going to have their own case files and everything. No kidding. Not wild. So your daughter, <laughs> if she gets tired of uh, PR and marketing, <laughs> she, she can, can always be a professional staff investigator <laughs> for the Tucson Police Department. <laughs> Maybe. And we have friends that just moved to Tucson, so she'd know people there, there already. There you go. Yeah. So we never knew what mom was going to be like without dad. I mean, they were married 60 years, mm. like 60 and a half. She doesn't know life without and him, right? Yeah, she was his caregiver. He had MS for so many years. And um, we just, you know, anticipated maybe this day would happen, that dad would go first, but we weren't sure. And um, and so now she's a widow for the first time. And she has given herself a new nickname. And she's the one, not me, who gave herself this nickname and added the word crazy she is now officially the crazy lady mango mama. <laughs> she leaves me voicemails about it. She texts me. She's like, honey, I need to give you an update from the crazy lady mango mama. And what's happened is uh, our neighbors across the street, they, they have like this ginormous mango tree and they were going to be out of town. And she said, do you mind if I pick up the ones that fall and make sure they don't rot and go to waste? And they're like, sure. Sure. So she gets up early every morning 
and picks up all the mangoes <laughs> and then goes and finds people to re-gift them to and has a blast doing it. She goes down the street where there's low, uh, you know, like affordable housing mm-hmm. and she gives them all to the, you know, the, the migrant workers that live there. Mm-hmm. She'll go to this one office that's related to my brother-in-law's company and give it to these uh, landscaping guys before they head out for the day. And they're like, yeah, the main crazy lady mango mama's here. And she is, I'm kind of sad for when mango season is over. Right. Because this has given her so much joy in her life. Well, she'll rest up for next year. Yeah, I guess so. I love it that your mom, is, she has found her own thing post taking care of your your dad. As long as the mangoes last, and then I she'll have to come up with something else. I think I told you guys what my grandma did when my granddaddy passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really funny. We'll talk about it next. So we're talking about some uh, you know, some older folks that we love and what they've done when all of a sudden they're, they've been widowed. They're on their own. Your mom is now the mango lady. My grandma, uh, when my granddaddy died, uh, the doctor was, you know, he was really concerned because she had been his caregiver, had taken care of him. He had emphysema and mm-hmm. he couldn't do anything. He had uh, the end. He had like an oxygen tank he had to carry around with him and stuff. So she was pretty, uh, pretty full on with taking care of him. So when granddaddy died, the doctor said, okay, there, there are three things that I would like for you to do. She did two out of the three. Um, she, he wanted her to be active, make sure you get out of the house, do something every day, find a group of group of people to, to you know, be buddies with and do stuff together. And reduce the amount of coffee you're drinking drastically. <laughs> she did, like I said, two out of three. She kept drinking coffee. <laughs> she never, never reduced that. But active, yeah, she got out every day and she would go for about a mile walk. I mean, into oh, her awesome. nine, into her 90s. And she had this big straw hat because she didn't want to get sun on her face or her shoulders or whatever. So she'd walk around with this big straw hat and she'd Cute. go, yeah, she'd go for like a mile every day. And then her group activity I'm pretty sure I've told you guys about this before. She would take a bus trip every month to Atlantic City with these little old ladies that she was friends with. And uh, they were high rollers. They would sit there and play the penny slot machines. (laughs) Like literally you put a penny in and hit it and... I don't know what the payout is on there. It was like $5 or something. That's funny. But they would sit there and play these penny slots, <laughs> acting like they were big time, big time gamblers or something. Hey, Hilda, I just won $5. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, I think it is, man, it is important when... If you have somebody in your life that's that's like that, that has lost a loved one, that's been there everything for so long, to you know make sure that they're active and... Doing something to stay engaged, because I would imagine it'd be very easy to just kind of, you know, retreat into yourself and yeah. be lonely and yeah, and then uh, definitely and then not have you know purpose and feel like you're you're moving forward in life. So I was raised uh, primarily a single mom. My mom uh, been married for a long time. I had three daughters, so I have a lot of experience with women saying, "I'll be ready in five minutes." <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next. A little nervous about this topic we're going to talk about because it's a little sensitive and it's about when a woman says i'll be ready in five minutes so I, like i said i was raised by my mom uh been married to tracy for a good long time and we have three daughters so i have a lot of experience being told by the female persuasion i'll be ready in five minutes mm-hmm. and it is a bold face lie why do you all say that when it isn't even close to being true i mean there have even been songs written about it called waiting on a woman Because that's what men do. We wait on women. Well, this doesn't just happen. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, I, I get that, and I appreciate that Tracy takes time to like you know do her hair and her makeup and look great, and I I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But why tell me the lie of uh, I'll be ready in five minutes? What? Why do? Why do y'all do that? Speak I, on behalf of women everywhere. I cannot. Because I never make that claim because I know it's it, it's impossible. So here's how it works in our family. I know for a fact that if we have to be out the door by a certain time, mm-hmm. I've got to be stepping in the shower a minimum of an hour ahead of that time. So it takes me at least an hour to shower, moisturize, blow dry, makeup, an hair. An hour is your minimum prep time. Dra- minimum. And, you would prefer um, more. Am I, I would prefer this a little more of a buffer. And if my husband, like I remember back in the day, remember when we remember when we used to go to movies? <laughs> if he suggested like a, a Sunday after or like a Saturday afternoon matinee and yeah. I had just like exercised or something, uh-huh. I go, Well, what time did this movie start? And he goes, da, da, da. And I go, I can't be ready by then. He's like, it's a dark movie <laughs> right, theater. Throw a hat. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I I want to have be showered. But um, what he does do, this is pretty funny. He'll come in where I'm like finishing getting ready and he'll go, you getting close? And I want to go, you saying that is not going to make me any faster. (laughs) I already feel so stressed and rushed as it is. In women's defense, for every time you have said, I'll be ready in five minutes, there is a male equivalent. And I'll tell you what it is next. So we're talking about women and how they say, I'll be ready in five minutes. And it's a lie. It's not even close to being true when they say it. I I don't know that I believe you that you've never said that. I would love to ask Glenn. Women say, I'll be ready in five minutes. Here's the male equivalent. Equivalent. Men do this. You're making like uh, my wife will be making dinner and she'll call. Hey, when are you getting home? I'll be home in five minutes. (laughs) Mm. Or for me, it's because my husband isn't working from home. Uh Uh-huh. I give him the notification like 10 minutes ahead. Hey, come decide what you want to drink with your dinner because uh-huh. it's about to be plated. Yeah, yeah. And then I ask him again and again, and then I'll go, do you want me to keep this warm? <laughs> Are you almost done? <laughs> so the male equivalent of women saying I'll be ready in five minutes is I'll be home in five minutes. And Tra- I'll tell Tracy five minutes. It doesn't matter if I am 10 miles away from home or right around the corner. I'll be there in a minute. I'll be there in a minute. It's like this vague response that says, I'm not going to be home as fast as you like, but I'm trying. It's because you're stopping for a coffee, right? (laughs) No, I probably had already done that, Uh which is what made me late to begin with. (laughs) So we all do it. There's the male version of five minutes and the, the ladies version of five minutes. It's time for another edition of Taylor's Today I Learned. First, did you know that the snow in Utah is turning pink right now? It's called watermelon snow, and believe it or not, it's called by caused by a green algae bloom that thrives in cold, snowy environments. Second, today I learned that something must be in the water in New Jersey because 11 sets of twins graduated from the same high school, and that didn't even set a record. It was 16 sets of twins back in 2021. <laughs> wow. At one high school. And finally, in Taylor's Today, I learned there's a rare type of watermelon with a solid black rind that grows on an island in Japan. 
only about 10,000 produced every year. Kev, guess how much they sell for, for one watermelon? Mm, $25. $250 (laughs) for one black rind watermelon. $200. I bought a a watermelon yesterday for $3.99. Sounds like something Gordon Ramsay would be like. This is a black rind watermelon. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this a beautiful black rind watermelon? What would you say is one of the best things about being a parent? What would you say is one of the best things about being a parent? They did a new survey of moms and dads, and they say the best thing about raising a child are their cuddles, seeing their personalities develop, and their giggles when they make you laugh. 84% say becoming a parent is the greatest thing to ever happen to them. One in four parents think having new experiences for the first time with their kid is one of life's greatest joys. Hmm, That is cool. I have four kids and I have to say the the greatest joy, and and they're older now too, but looking over the scope of everything is seeing them excel way more than I ever did and just seeing how well they've done way better than I ever did. That makes me really proud. All right, mom and dad, this is the good time to uh, to brag on your kids, I guess. Tell us, what is it that is the best part about being a parent? What is it that fulfills you? What is it that makes you feel great when you think about your kids? Hey, Kelly, we're talking about what is it that makes you feel really satisfied as, as a parent, as a mom? What is it for you? No doubt about it. It's them being faithful servants as they grow older. Oh, yeah. So proud of my kids. Got uh, two heading to college this fall. One was there last year, and they're both very faithful Christians, and I've got one that's that's definitely heading that way. He's 16, and and uh, I, I he's very faithful, and I'm I'm we we've, we've been talking about baptism. I'm just very proud of all three of them. Bet you are. So, uh, what about you? What makes you super proud, super satisfied as a parent? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Megan, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about those uh, parenting moments where you feel like, wow, this is this is really great. This is really something. What is it for you? So actually, whenever you feel like maybe you haven't been getting it right as a parent um, and you are their first example in life and how to handle things, mm-hmm. and then you get to witness them mimicking something that you did and maybe you didn't even realize Ooh, you know, that you cool. got through to them or something. Yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the moments I think is kind of funny. It's rewarding, but it's more funny, I think, than rewarding is when my kids who are young adults now, when something that I preached to them when they were kids, now as adults... They'll tell me as if it's the first time I'm hearing it. Ooh. Is it usually in a moment when you need to hear it again? No, no. You're not practicing what you preach? No, if it was directed towards me, I wouldn't be laughing at it. (laughs) What's considered attractive and not so attractive when it comes to guys and fashion and personal (laughs) grooming? Let's hear it. There's a brand new survey and they ranked hotness factor. And here's what they learned. The ideal number of buttons to leave undone on a shirt. I'm feeling, guess? Uh, two. Yep, you're right. Two. Uh, the most attractive facial hair situation. Stubble. Yeah, a little bit of whiskers. How do you know all this? 40, I pay attention. <laughs> however, I will say 44% say clean shaven is the hottest. Mm-hmm. 65% in the survey gave a thumbs down to baggy clothes. Hmm. Hottest outfit for a guy? You want to guess? Hottest? That's kind of broad. I'm, I'm not sure. It's just like dress clothes, casual clothes. It's it, the winner was casual. Casual clothes, um, jeans, and a white 
button up button up shirt. Ooh. And you're close. You can stop there. It, I don't know about shoes. It's a James Dean ish t shirt and jeans. White t shirt and jeans. Uh, is that what James Dean wore? Yeah. Was white? Yeah, he always wore a okay. white t shirt. And then at 34% set a suit. The least attractive shoes for guys? Least attractive shoes. Uh, beat up tennis shoes. Birkenstock sandals. <laughs> With socks. <laughs> <laughs> but if your guy's rocking that look, more power to him, right? <laughs> yeah. You have that one friend in your life where you don't really need an agenda. You don't have to have much of a plan, but you know you're going to have a blast no matter what you do together. We're going to talk about that next. You have that person in your life that no matter what you do, you don't really need an agenda. You you always have a blast. You always have a lot of good laughs. Um, I'm grateful enough to have a sister like that who lives only nine minutes from me. Um, my sister Rhoda, we can have fun no matter what we're doing. It's the weirdest thing. Like we could just like walk around a little town and we're just we're entertained easily. And so I wanted to celebrate her birthday with her early because she's going to visit her friend Uh, Her friend, her twin in Muncie, Indiana, so they can be together on their birthday. They do that a lot. Um, And so I was like, okay. And so I started like researching all these restaurants and, oh, this one looks Instagram worthy. And then I'm like, look at the price. No way. (laughs) So I took her to this. Not um, worth the Instagram picture. (laughs) I took her to this really great Italian restaurant that Kevin told me about. And we had lunch. And then we decided to go do some shopping because my niece, our niece is getting married and she's the one who's getting married in our hometown of Jupiter, Florida. It's called Resort Formal. And okay. we're like, what is that? So we're trying on these long dresses and stuff. And we I find this dress that looks like a quinceanera dress. Like it's a giant prom dress with a big poofy skirt. <laughs> and I found one for her, too. And we go in the, in the fitting room. And we are laughing our heads off. I'm like, do you have yours on? And I'm like, she's like, it won't zip in the back. I'm like, mine won't zip either. What do we have? Ginormous backs or something? What is happening? So we we hold them up and we do like a slow motion video. Yeah. And then we were goofing off that night with my husband. My husband, uh, we had gotten home and he's like, put that song from my best friend's wedding to it. So we put this behind it. And hoping and I don't know if you've seen that intro to my best friend's many. We have never laughed so hard in our lives between trying to stifle our giggles in the dressing room May I and ask, then rewatching uh, the slow motion video of us in these prom dresses. Where does this video live now and can you post it? Oh, it's on social media. It's out there. Yeah, I posted it a uh, couple it on days the ago. Kevin and Taylor show page. Uh, I can repost it. Will you please? I'll put it up. Yeah, in, in just a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's it's must so see postage funny. There. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Kev, you know how you're always like, we should try to do a Guinness World Record. We should do that. Right, we yeah, should yeah. do that, but we mm-hmm. never do. Um, well, these people got together and tried to attempt a Guinness World Record. And wait till you hear what they were up to. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Okay, so Cav, you always jokingly go, we should do a Guinness World Record. Right, we should, we should in the we probably hold a world record for saying that yeah, more than anyone I else. I think you do. That's our world record. Well, over a thousand people got together and they were trying to come up with the largest gathering of Dolly Parton lookalikes. <laughs> and I will give you three guesses and I bet you can't guess where they did this. Uh, where would they have done? Where that? would they have done a Dolly Parton lookalike contest to be in the Guinness Book of World Records? New York City. No, that's guess number one. Pigeon Forge. Nope. Um, Good guess because that's where Dollywood is. 
Let me think. London. Ooh, you're getting closer. It was in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I was Can just thinking, imagine? okay, the obvious is not happening. It's got to yeah. be somewhere you wouldn't Yeah, yeah. Out. And they were like from every era of Dolly, like every look, <laughs> every, but most of the wigs looked pretty similar. Uh-huh. But yeah, 1,100 people got together <laughs> and in Ireland with their Irish accents, huh. all dressed like Dolly. So it's funny that we were talking about world records and how we've been saying for years, like, we should do a Kevin and Taylor world record, try to come Mm -hmm. up with something. Uh, My son participated in a world record attempt. Kyle uh, participated in a world record event. They tried to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest gathering of Kyles ever. (laughs) In Kyle, Texas, right? Kyle, Texas. He had to fly there. He had frequent (laughs) flyer miles that were going to expire. So he was like, why not? So off he went. He only went for the day. He didn't spend the night. He got there early in the morning. Went to the Kyle Fest (laughs) for the day (laughs) and then flew back home and they came up short. (laughs) Uh, But still, I mean, that is epic. He's going to be able to tell that story for the rest of his life. Right, right. Yeah, I I was at Kyle Fest.